Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi, everyone. How are you? This is Nina Clark, your host of Nina's Got Good News. I am so excited that you're here for the next episode, that you all came back. This is a movement to share good news, and we are growing every single week with a new episode on iTunes and Spotify. We're also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast, and now on Pandora. Please remember to subscribe to Nina's Got Good News so you don't miss any new episodes. I am so excited to bring you guys some new and valuable content today that you guys are going to love. We're going to take a deep dive into branding and marketing, as well as developing a big idea into something real. We're also going to get really comfortable with our why. No matter what you do, this episode is going to help you. So joining me now are two powerhouse women, the two founders of the Brooklyn strategy and branding firm. That's right, in Brooklyn. It's called Commit. They are here with me today in Southport, Connecticut at the Pequot Library, Hallie Easley and Evan Sargent. Their job is to help others. So let's get to it. Let's start helping people. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. How are you? Thank you so much. We're Thank great. you. We're happy to be here. Thank you. Is it so fun? I can't believe this is your first podcast, you guys. And you guys yeah. are in town because you're going to be doing a really exciting workshop here at the Pequot Library. So that's really cool. And this beautiful historic library in Connecticut. So what is Commit exactly? Mm-hmm. What do you guys do? So Commit is a branding firm. And we build brands in a day or a week with people for people with a big idea. And so what that means is when we when we built Commit, we really wanted to help people who wanted to do something beautiful in the world be able to do that with um with a brand not being the thing in their way. And so um, we start with strategy and then we move to creative execution. Both of us saw in our careers things sometimes taking just a lot longer than they needed to. And I think, you know, and being sometimes years mm-hmm. or never happening. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's very painful when you're in a job and you put all this passion and creativity into something and that gets wasted. And I think even when we started working together before we created our main offerings called Your Big Day and Your Big Week, where we build a brand in a day or a week. We did something that was five weeks. And even that, we realized, oh my gosh, we don't even need five weeks. It really, when when you decide how much time something is going to take and create the right container and the right process, it's kind of incredible how much you can do quickly. I love how quick you guys can do it, one day or one week. I mean, I feel like so many people, that's their biggest struggle, right? They get overwhelmed and bogged down. They might have an idea, but then they just think it's going to take forever. So luckily, that's where you guys come in. So who's your ideal client exactly? Our ideal client is anyone who is ready for transformation, ready to um, take what they know and love and turn it into something that changes the world. So whether they're an entrepreneur at a larger organization who wants to build or start a new initiative or a solopreneur, an entrepreneur that works for themselves or with a small team. Um, They are willing to embrace the mess and work with us. You know, the way we work, you have to embrace process, embrace um, making decisions in real time 
um, be ready to move forward, even if it's scary, and be trusting and vulnerable of your team that we will carry you through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it is risky, right? You have to be willing to take the risk and take the leap, right? Mm-hmm. But luckily, they have you to help them, which is like half the battle. You're not totally alone, which is good. So how do you? How exactly do you take someone's idea and bring it to life? How exactly do you do that, Evan? Well, we always start with strategy. So we have a strategy for brand, a brand strategy process that is very, very simple, but it's very effective. So we don't do hours and days of research. We, we really hone in. We strip away all the extra stuff, and we just really help the person decide what is it that they really, really want, what is the simplest, most singular goal that they have, and we, we build the brand strategy around that. So it's very simple, um, a simple tool to get, to be able to then dive into execution. And so when we know who their audience is, we've really honed in on their big idea and we've developed, you know, what is the personality around this brand to speak to that audience, then we're able to execute effectively and quickly. What's usually the first step? Is it? Not a, website? not a website necessarily. The first step is definitely the strategy. So honing in on that, that core idea, what is it, who's the audience and all of that. And then the second thing is usually once we're executing, the second thing is a brand identity. So we think that even if someone's primary presence is LinkedIn, for example, or social media, you know, another social media platform, there's still there's still visual communication happening. And mm-hmm. so we'll do, even for a business card, we'll do a brand identity. So we'll give you a color palette and a font and take your photo. So that's the very simplest form I think a brand identity would take is a color palette, a font, and a photograph. So even that is a brand. How does someone figure out what their brand even is? Like, you know, you guys sometimes call it like a brand personality. I feel like that that word that that term gets thrown around. Like, how do you even figure out what that what that is? Like, what their brand is or what their brand personality is? Yeah. So, for a brand personality, when we're doing the strategy, we'll have about a ninety minute call. Um, And we start, like Evan was saying, with who is your audience. And when we ask that, we really get specific about who someone's serving. So if it's mothers, we'll say, yes, but... What, um, where do they live? What do they care about? How old are their kids? When we go into offering, we really look at what, what are you offering to this audience? And um, if there's an emotional component, are you offering hope? Are you offering joy? Like your podcast, you're offering, you want to offer good news. It feels good to listen to. Um, and then when we get to the brand personality, we have the client feel into themselves and say, what does, what do I want to express? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What is it not? We ask questions like, what colors do you love? What colors do you hate? What brands do you love? Which most people don't normally think about. Um, What brands do you hate? What kind of aesthetics resonate with you? And then from that, we start to pull words that, um, that end up being, you know, the three or four words that really describe the whole brand and drive our design and our visual work going forward. So what if someone wants to do a relaunch? You know, what if they, you know, they have a company or they have a product or they have a business, 
but it's a new year, right? It's 2020. Mm -hmm. And I still can't believe it's a new decade. I'm still like, what is going on? But so say they're like inspired by this new year, this new decade, 2020s here, and they want to do a relaunch. Do you guys do offer that? And like, what is, what does that look like usually? Yeah. Um, we love relaunching with people because, you know, as entrepreneurs ourselves, we know that it's a continuous continuous process of looking at what you're offering and what your gift to the world is and reinventing and recreating. And so it's, it's a core piece to keep building. And so um, for a relaunch, we would go back and always start with what does the client or the client team really want? What are the new goals? Is it you know, financial growth? Is it more staff? Is it to become a thought leader and move away from really hustling and being more of a workhorse? And based on that goal, uh, we would relaunch the brand to reach it. So we always want to design towards your goals and and rebrand towards helping a client get what they want. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. I feel like so many people sometimes need just a little reboot like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, that's where you guys can come into play. So what if someone wants to make a career change in 2020, right? New year, and they want to pivot. They want to take take the leap into something totally new. What's what's your best advice for someone that's interested in like a, a career pivot? Yeah, our advice for people interested in a career pivot is to think like an entrepreneur. And for us, that means thinking of your goal, which is a new career, as your business. And so treating the process like a biz dev process. So really thinking of, again, it's that same brand strategy can really apply to making a career move. Who is your audience? What are you selling? How are you packaging and describing the thing that you're selling? And what is your brand personality? All of those same questions can absolutely apply to a career change. And it's, in a way, building a personal brand towards a very specific goal. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, speaking of selling, since you since you brought up the, the selling word, there's so many people that um, they, they're just not comfortable with selling, but if they have an idea or they have, you know, this big idea or they have something they want to start, like, how do you, how do you get them over that obstacle of they're not comfortable selling? Cause at the end of the day, no matter what business you're in, you're selling, correct? Mm-hmm. So how do you guys help them get over that sort of uncomfortable or that fear even? Sometimes people are really scared of yeah. selling. They yeah. think it's like a bad yeah. word, right? So how do you guys help them with that? We have so many clients who have a fear of selling. And because we've gone through it ourselves, we we really believe that it is possible to get through the fear of selling and really come to a place to embrace and love selling. And it's all about building relationships with people that you care about and love and want to connect with and reconnect with and follow up with. So now, for me, the, the selling process is just about connecting with people that I really want to connect with and having interesting conversations. And, um, and that's it. And I love it. So there's absolutely a way to shift that mindset. And it's all just about getting through that, that fear and creating a really, creating a a really good process for yourself that you stick to, too. And Mm -hmm. I know, like, I would, mm -hmm. yeah, I would add that practice makes perfect so with selling with selling so I'm taking notes here (laughs) as scary as it is you just do it scared 
um, we haven't met one entrepreneur in our in our business so far that's not afraid of selling. But um, to really treat it as a job um, and to calendar, let's say, you know, until you're selling as much as you need to sustain yourself, your job is to sell. So maybe you spend 20 hours a week doing business development, relationship building, um, you know, the different tools that your business needs to sell. And also calendaring. We're huge fans of of putting things that you need color-coded on your calendar, your Google Calendar, your notebook, and sticking to it so that emotions aren't the thing uh, when you wake up deciding, can I sell today? Can I do this coffee today? You're doing it because you've made an objective commitment to yourself and to your goals. And then you just follow the person that made those goals instead of riding that emotional wave around You guys it. are so organized. I need some like organization <laughs> tips for 2020 from you guys. It's so good. So, you know, I have a lot of women listeners. A lot of them might be moms. So, and some moms, you know, they, they often need advice about if they want to go back into the workforce. So what is, what do you guys usually, what's your best sort of tips or advice for moms out there that might be listening that want to get back into the workforce in 2020? It might be kind of scary, right? Mm -hmm. A little, you know, a little nervous because things might've changed since they've been working again. So what do you guys usually tell them? I think the same thing, thinking entrepreneurially, which I know is, again, if you've never been an entrepreneur, that's a new thing. But to to just, you know, learn that process and to think about it like a business, I think can really help take the emotion out of it. And also, you know, something that I know happens a lot is you might just apply for something that comes along rather than really making a plan. And, you know, and you might end up with something that you didn't really want. So I think thinking entrepreneurially, entrepreneurially, excuse me, and really making a plan and a goal and really, again, like digging into that deep thinking about what do you really, really desire is mm -hmm. very crucial. Okay, so Hallie, we're going to talk about developing our why. Okay, this is something I love talking about. And I, I'm so psyched that you guys love talking about this. And I know this is a big part of what you guys do in your jobs every single day. So first of all, to people that don't know, like, what does that even mean? What is your why? What does that even mean? Some people might be like, what are they even talking about? So what does it mean when we talk about developing your why? It can be confusing because it can mean different things. And a lot of brand strategists and, you know, branding consultants talk about it in this very businessy way that we don't do. We talk about more the personal, the personal, life, the deep yeah. kernel of, you know, what right. Go makes deep, you get, get out personal. of bed in the morning yeah. personally. What we were talking about on the train is that you might not know right now also, and that it's really, it can be a lifelong process to develop, to find it, to watch it change and shift. Yep. And so... It changes. Yes. I feel like my why changes almost every six months, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Or just not totally changes, but just there are little tweaks in it, right? And um, I think as time goes on, you just sort of have to, you know, lean into how it's changing and developing. But yeah. I love that you guys help people because I think helping them even identify their why, yes. I think that's important. So how do you help people craft their why? Because sometimes maybe just articulating it for some people that want to start a business or you know, start something. They don't even know how to craft it either. Absolutely. So the first thing we do when we start a strategy with a new client is 
ask them if you could get if you if money wasn't an option and you could do anything you wanted to do, what would it be? And we have them describe it to us really specifically. And we ask, um, how many hours a week would you work? How much money would you make? Um, how often would you be dealing directly with clients? How much would you be sitting on your couch, on your laptop, doing your own thing? Um, what pieces of what you're currently doing and what you've done in the last 10 years of, of your career do you love? What do you want to throw away? Um, tell us about work-life balance. Tell us about how much you want to be there with your kids. Um, and, you know, it's taking what you... A lot of times for people, it will be that they have never done the thing that really lights them up. And they might say, you know, when I was in college, I was part of a theater group and um, that lit me up and I've always wanted to manage a theater. And maybe then we'll say, okay, how can, do you want to do that again? Or what, what were the emotional pieces of managing a theater can we bring into what you're doing now? Um, so those are the core questions that help us get to someone's and why. And do you guys think that having a strong why is so important because it helps you through the the hard, bad days? Because, right, like when you're starting something, it's not all roses and unicorns and all that, right? So is that why having a strong why and being connected to it is so important because it gets you through the, the bad stuff? I think the why is, is a wayfinder, and it helps you make decisions that help you go towards your goal, have what you want, um, really commit to the lifestyle and to the values that matter to you. So there's so many days where we're not excited to get out of bed. We're not motivated. We're tired. Um, but it is something that you've put down maybe on paper that you keep going back to again and again that helps you make decisions about your time. And, um, you know, time is our most precious resource. So this is, um, it's really a, a guardian of our, of our time mm -hmm. and of our inner resources. Yeah, I love the way you put mm. that. I think that's so good. So why is storytelling so, so important when it comes to business? What, what, what's, why is storytelling just right there at the forefront of everything that people are doing in business? We believe storytelling is so essential because it's so essential to the human experience. You know, we love reading stories. We love hearing stories when we're little from our parents. We love podcasts. We love, you know, knowing about what a, a thought leader eats for breakfast. It's the thing that really breaks from, it, it helps you drop from your mind to your heart and your soul. And when you're in your emotional and spiritual body, you're really connecting with an idea and you're connecting from a different place um, and you're remembering in a different way than you would if it was more of an intellectual exercise. Mm -hmm. So stories are joyful and human and um, fun. Yeah, and that's how I guess we all connect, right? We connect through stories. And um, I know video is something you're passionate about. So why is video so important right now? Video, video is interesting. So I do think it's very important right now, but I don't think 
it's as important maybe as a lot of people are saying. I think, you know, like I said, we're all about your why, asking why with commit. So a lot of clients come to us for their your big week and they'll say, you know, and I need a video. And we're like, okay, sure, we can do that as part of this week, but why? What are you trying to communicate? Is there um, a different platform? So we ask, we encourage people to look at their audience and some audiences are totally video forward and that's the right thing to do. Some more um, read long form or want to have one-on-one connections with people. Um, so for a, for a certain audience, I think it's so important, but I think it's probably overemphasized right now. I love the follow-up, the why, right? It's almost like, tell me more why you think that. I think that's really good, that follow-up question you ask. So Evan, what are the biggest challenges that you've seen from people that if they have an idea or they, you know, they have a business, what are the biggest challenges that they're facing right now? And then how are you helping them overcome those challenges? Yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind to answer that question is that selling piece. It's mm. that, you know, we work the with big people, S word. Yeah. You know, we work with people in short intensives, um, and then, you know, and then we launch them off into the world and then, you know, they come back and work with us again. But um, this developing this practice of selling and, um, you know, we're big believers in coaching. We think that um, that every entrepreneur who you mean can having like a business should coach? have a coach, yeah. a life coach or a business coach. Yeah, I love that. Some too. accountability yep. or an accountability partner or a mastermind group. You guys have each other because for the accountability partners, well, and right? That's another thing we highly recommend too is, is having a business partner, having collaborators. Mm-hmm. So important and so key for accountability. Um, but yeah, just just keeping it going. You know, after people work with us, it's up to them to keep it going. And we do see people facing challenges with with that, with keeping it going, embracing like the keeping selling. it going, meaning like staying motivated and staying excited about it still. Or I would say um, focusing on selling. So we, we recommend. Ooh, pardon me. We recommend all our clients to you know, a lot of our clients, and we'll talk about this more with the social media, you know, we recommend people really do this calendar process of networking, building relationships, person to person over time. It's something that has worked really well for us. And we really focused on that. Um, Before getting kind of sidetracked into different other types of marketing to start really building an income. Mm -hmm. And, you know, quick quick income. That's really the way to go. And so um, so we sometimes see people getting sidetracked into other projects um, rather than focusing on really building their client base. Yeah, which that's we think awesome. Is number one. Yeah, that's important. I agree in that like one-on-one, those relationships are so big. I agree with that. So yeah, so let's talk a little bit about social media because you guys know that I love talking about <laughs> yeah. this. So what role is social playing right now for your clients? Is it as big as I think it is? Or are you guys here to tell me that that's not not so much? <laughs> yeah, tell us tell us what's going on. So for social media, for our clients who often have service businesses, um, it is n- can be important when you're when it comes to marketing. But the first step we believe is to build a really strong brand foundation, which means know who you are, know who you're serving, have a basic client base that you meet with. Um, we're big believers in email marketing as well. And um, 
you know, once you've built that foundation, then as part of marketing, we think it's awesome and dynamic, especially if you're someone whose social media comes naturally to you. If it's fun for you, we love it. If it's something that's going to siphon off five hours of your week and it's unnatural, people feel that right away um, when receiving social media. So, um, you know, it's a lot about the personality of the client. Yeah, that's well. important. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to be authentic, right? Like you, I love that advice. You know, if being on social media is not authentic to you, then you're right. People mm-hmm. are going to know right away, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, I think that's great advice. That's so important. So what platform do you guys see that's like taking off in 2020? What social media platform is sort of something you guys are interested in watching this year? Yeah, we've been really big on LinkedIn. For our clients, LinkedIn is a place where you can very quickly and easily build authority in your space just by engaging on LinkedIn, posting original content, sharing things, commenting. Um, Building authority in your space is a huge, great way um, to market, we believe. Rather, you know, quality over quantity, basically. Like, we would never tell our clients, you need to post something on Facebook three times a week. But we say, yes, post a very well-written thought leadership piece on LinkedIn once a quarter. Um, And then, you know, and parlay that into doing a guest article for a magazine, you know, into bigger thought leadership and press. We think that can be very effective. So we think LinkedIn is very cool. And then the fact that you can now do live on LinkedIn is really exciting. I'm very bullish on LinkedIn too. So that's awesome. We're on the same page there. I love that. So what do you guys think holds most people back, right? Because I've talked to so many people that always say to me, I have an idea for something or, you know, I thought of something. It's like genius. You're going to love this idea. I really want to do it. But then you never hear from them about it again, right? Mm-hmm. So what what is it that holds people back from actually taking that idea that they have, that they were all excited about, right? And then they just, mm-hmm. but then they don't do anything. Is it just that they get overwhelmed? Is it that because they haven't met you two powerhouse <laughs> women? What do you think it is? I'd say it's a few thing. what, things. What came to mind when you were asking that question is, Um, we have a dream and a plan, which is a tagline we just wrote for a woman running for New York City mayor who we did her brand. And, you know, the dream is innate to who we are. We, We often have dreams. We know what we want when we're quiet and we're still. The plan is where we see people really uh, get caught up. And part of that plan is having the right support. So whether that's a branding firm to build your brand in a day, a coach, a therapist, um, exercise routine, whatever that is. So um, it's having a plan, being really committed to that plan over the long term. Because, you know, having a big idea can take, you know, we can have that and it, it might take two years to where to really get that idea up and running. And during those two years, you're putting in maybe eight, 10 hours a day um, to build something. And it's really having faith in the times when things are slow, when you're in the dark, when there's no, when the money isn't showing you you're doing the right thing, when other people aren't telling you the right thing, to stay committed day after day to the plan. 
Mm-hmm. And be consistent like that, right? Consistency mm-hmm. is everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally agree. And if I could add something to that, um, we see a lot. So it's scary, like you're saying. There's, there's, it's scary. And what we see happen a lot is that fear manifesting in. It seems like people are being held back by very minute details, like like their website, or like naming the business. I would say if I could say one specific thing, it's don't let the name. The name. Oh, people yes. will lose five years because they're like, I just can't think of the right the name. They can't name. decide on the perfect right. name. Does not matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and but really under that, it's so much more that's holding them back. But yeah. you know, the oh, name, so the website, the, the, the deciding mm-hmm. some small thing mm-hmm. can can seem to hold someone back. So yeah. that's part it's a big part of why we did this. Mm-hmm. So well, that people so cool. don't have that excuse kind of to I not know. do you're it. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, we're here, there's no excuse. You yeah. have to do this big <laughs> idea because it's so good. Yeah. So you guys are both female founders of your own business which by the way, like huge kudos. I hope you guys every once in a while, like pat yourselves on the back and say like, we're mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you. But Thank you. so we what try. do you guys think is the biggest challenge facing women in business right now? I, I sort of buy into the idea that, um, a lot of women are a little bit tired of waiting for the big companies to come around to supporting us. And so I think, um, I think that's why there are so many women entrepreneurs and that number is growing every day. And I say, let's do that. Yeah, I think that it really is a challenge in the corporate world and it's changing too slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, do you, what are your thoughts, Hallie? What comes up for me is, is learning to be the architect of your own life and that um, learning that, that creating a life is really a creative process. And we you know, growing up, weren't really learned that life is something we build. And it takes steps and we we piece it together and it's messy. And so I think one of the problems is is mindset Mm -hmm. and really going from what can the world give me, what is out there, to what can I uh, create and manifest because I'm connected mm-hmm. to my desires, because I know what I want, because I am not afraid to ask for help and mm-hmm. take risks. So how are you guys juggling such busy lives, right? Like, Evan, you have three boys. And I know, Hallie, motherhood is on your radar, starting a family is on your radar. So how do you guys sort of balance so much? I feel like we all we all have just so much going on. But then you guys also are running this amazing business as well on top of everything else. So how do you juggle it all? Yeah, so I feel like that's a big part of why we built this the way we did as well. So we we are extremely busy, but part of working this way, and this is what we help our clients with too, it's like creating something that lets you have the lifestyle that you need. We work in person with clients in these short intensives. We have a lot of work that we do outside of those days, of course, but it's not nearly the same model as what I used to do freelancing, which was you have lots and lots of meetings. And then between those meetings, you have piles and piles of tasks and the actual client work that you're doing every day. So because we're working in short intensives and compressing the work, we're able to structure our time outside of those days, however we want. So while we're really busy, you know, we're in Hallie's apartment in Brooklyn. We have flexibility. I'm very blessed. My husband is primarily, you know, 
the primary caregiver and stay-at-home dad. My kids are all in school. So it's pretty good right now. It's pretty good. You're in a good groove. Five, six years ago, I was underwater. Mm -hmm. And today, I'm in a pretty good groove. And plus, right, Hallie, you have each other, right? Having that Mm -hmm. partnership with each other is also probably really helpful. If you have something going on that you're super busy with outside of work, then you know Evan might be able to like Yes, exactly. Step in, right? Exactly. Yeah. And we, you know, I would say um, depending on others and doing this as community and as a group is a huge piece of it and has been a huge personal learning for me who's always been very go it alone. Um, you know, you really can only go so far. And we're at a moment in our business of starting to get more support. We just hired someone part-time for a few days a week. Congratulations. Thank you. That's so awesome. Thank you. And we're calling on more um, experts around us that do PR and, um, you know, really video production work, things that aren't our expertise and learning and testing when is it appropriate to get support to hand this off. Um and so really playing with that in our own business right now, too, to see how can we support ourselves as we grow. Yeah. So what's ahead for Commit in 2020 and beyond? Obviously, you just hired someone. So that's good news right there, but also exciting for 2020. What else is on the horizon for you guys? Yeah. Well, one thing we do really want to work with more women entrepreneurs and and just help as many women as possible, including women who want to you know, make a career change or just need a personal brand. So we are launching something for women in groups. And this is something that we've piloted and we're going to be doing more of. So this is where we work with three women together for a, for a one day workshop. Um, that's something that we're going to be launching and um, also really developing the partnerships. So where we have a partner who does PR and we have a coaching partner and we have a, a bigger graphic design firm that do a different type of design. They do custom websites. Um, these kinds of partnerships where we're able to offer more to our clients and kind of share clients between us where yeah, we that's all a great have, idea. A, have a codified yeah. offering. We all have a unique process. Mm-hmm. A fast so when you're process. recommending to someone you should get a business coach, then you know exactly mm-hmm. who that person mm-hmm. you can we recommend. We have a partner and we share, yes. we toss clients that's back so and smart. forth. And the collaboration part of that is so mm-hmm. important, right? Like you were saying about community. Yeah. So and then that's, that's awesome. when we get to network less mm-hmm. because we now have partners. Yeah, that's bringing great. Bringing in clients. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So Hallie, how can people find you guys? Is it on your website? What is your website? Yes. Tell us how they can find more information about Commit, which is out of Brooklyn. But by the way, you do work with people all over the place, correct? We do. <laughs> okay. So, are so your, anywhere. Are your big weeks and your big days, we can do virtually. Mm-hmm. When we do that, we do several Zoom calls throughout the day. And we still make it fun. And we still... Um, get to get a ton of client feedback and have the same, a similar experience. Um, or we can meet in DC or, you know, areas around here, um, around New York city. Um, and what, uh, to find more information on commit, our website is time to commit.co. Okay. And we have everything there. Um, yeah, yeah, that's where okay. You learn good. More. Time to commit.co. And that information is going to be in the show notes for everyone that's interested. So, what do you guys think? You survived your first podcast. Was it fun? <laughs> so fun. It yeah, was so really fun. fun. Really Thank you guys so much. It was so awesome. I feel like we're all inspired with 
if we have a big idea, now we have a little bit more information about what to do with that big idea and maybe some inspiration about actually executing on it, right? And not just sitting on that big idea and not doing anything about it, right? Yes. And not getting overwhelmed. That's my big thing in 2020. Mm. No more overwhelm. We're just going to breathe and execute. So anyway, Hallie Easley and Evan Sargent, the two superstar founders behind Commit out of Brooklyn. Thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Happy 2020. And a special thank you to the Pequot Library here in Southport, Connecticut. So beautiful. And they hosted this pod session for us today. So everyone go check out Commit in 2020. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Remember, you can find Nina's Got Good News on iTunes and Spotify, also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast. And now we are also on Pandora. Please be sure to subscribe. Also, rate and review all her podcasts, too. And be sure to share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. Her handle is Nina B. Clark. Don't forget, Clark has an E at the end of it. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thank you again for listening, and let's just keep being awesome. XOXL.